Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Welcome, everybody, into another edition of the NFL Mocks Podcast. Uh, Jake Shavink here, as always, and with me, as always, always, Nate Williamson. How you doing, pal? What's up, everybody? I'm doing great. I just got done playing some Madden, uh, ran the table, went 10-0 and in online, which is categorically not true, but I wanted to feel good about myself, so there you go. So you're saying, yeah, you were playing uh, Face the Franchise, correct? Right. For the now Las Vegas Raiders. Right, yeah. Actually, Gruden, I am his new protege. He said, Derek Carr, you're out of here. And actually just cut him right out, right, right, like that. That could be, you know, just saying, that's that's crystal ball stuff right there. Yeah. Could happen. Could happen. Except the replacement won't be named Nate Williamson. That's, that's probably true, yes. And I'm sure we have quite a... Like a couple months to uh, to break that down, you know. Yeah, yeah. If the Raiders are actually going to do that, should My be fun. Pretty good. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah, I mean, we shall. I played see. quarterback in flag football once and was Nate, one you did. for four or something. You did like do that. that. It wasn't. I remember. Was I remember scary. that fateful day. That was scary. But yeah, we got a loaded show for you guys here. We're going to talk. Um, the Atlanta Falcons, probably one of Nate's least favorite teams to try and fix, but we're going to do it anyway um, as, you know, unbiased professionals, of course. Sure. Nothing less. Right. But we're going to look at some not. free agent cap management for them, and we're going to do a seven-round mock uh, using TDN's predictive board, and we're going to do it live, too, mm-hmm. so we don't even know who we've picked yet. Should be fun. Got a few questions we'll get to at the end, but first, let's open it up, Nate. The XFL was this past weekend it was and it was get ready for it extreme look i just i love the fact that they're very clear and open about the process mm-hmm. of reviewing stuff the interviews immediately after plays 
some scuffles, all that is that was kind of hilarious. Yeah, the one tackle for Seattle was ticked. Yeah, um, and the guy some, that dropped some up Marquette King's punt. Oh my goodness! Yeah, he was like, Marquette "Why King, are you interviewing me?" The Marquette King punt, perfect that was a punt, beauty. and it was ruined. What a joke! Anyway, if you guys follow the pod and follow us on Twitter, you know that I actually picked a team. Mm-hmm. It was the DC Defenders, which is really lifelong lame. fan, right? Of the DC Defenders. Nate, lifelong fan of... The St. Louis Battlehawks. Right there. There you go. That's loyalty, so, fam. It is. It is. And it's so, been a tough road. Yeah, it's been a tough road, but both our squads coming out with big wins uh, on Saturday and Sunday, I guess, yeah. respectively. But um, yeah, DC got a big win. Cardell Jones obviously is you know MVP at the moment. And Eli Rogers is obviously the runner-up, but you know, is what it is. Rookie tell you of what, the year, though, MVP, and best player of all time are all the same player. It, that's actually true. Which is why it's pretty awesome. It's pretty awesome. And of course, Nate's Battlehawks shut down the Dallas Renegades yeah. on the road, also as nine and a half point underdogs. Beat them by six. Heck of a coaching job. They did really well, and it, it was it was impressive to watch. So, can't wait for next week. To everyone out there, uh, imagine you know, imagine being a fan of a team that's not you know undefeated right now. True, couldn't be us. But I gotta say though, the product looked so much better than the AAF. So oh, yeah, it really did. It was a noticeable difference, even in the production and everything else. I was listening to a podcast earlier today, and they were talking about it, and someone made a really good point that, like, the AAF was trying to be so professional, mm-hmm. like a feeder league for the NFL, and I think the XFL is just kind of like, nah, we doing, we're doing things how we want to. The XFL you know? reminds me a lot more of um, Freak. What was that league called that Donald Trump ran back in, like, the 80s? Was that the USFL? Yeah, yeah, it was. I think... Or something similar to that. But I, it it was basically like what this XFL seems like, except not as plagued with money issues because the, I think his name is Vince McMahon, the guy from WWE, what I hated when I was a child, is technically in charge of it, and he's a smart dude. Yeah, I mean, again, yeah, he was, he was like part of it Like the WWE is not going bankrupt. So if right. the XFL exactly. doesn't do terribly, it's going to last. Yeah, and I feel like... The I AAF, mean, I, that guy was a moron. Yeah, I mean, and then having having Oliver Luck there obviously as well is is good. And yeah, like we said, there's a lot of things they're doing right, and just, I just hope it keeps going. I think people clearly are getting behind it, so you know I, I'm excited. Hopefully, we'll get you know all ten weeks of this thing and crown a DC Defender Championship. I like that idea. DC Defenders, nah, not gonna happen, fam. No, no. Well, then who's it going to be? New York? I don't know. No. Probably Tampa. Maybe Houston. No. L.A., Seattle. Seattle I'd be okay with, except their helmets don't match their jerseys, and it looks ugly. Okay, that's also true. Like, okay, like their helmets are awesome. Their colors are so cool. Yeah, they're using Miami's colors, and then they kind of just... Messed it up. They They messed up the unis. They screwed the pooch. Here's what I will say. The Tampa Bay Vipers unis are so ugly. Yep. 
I I'm can't on board with stand that. those things. Oh man, just pick some wrong colors for that. I think it's just the green is too light. Yeah, but I digress. Otherwise, otherwise I'm though, way behind it. I'm super happy. Yeah, I'm behind it. Should be fun. Hopefully, you know. The quality will keep improving as obviously they practice and get game reps, I think. So. Definitely. And as the guys get older and they get a core in there that, you know, aren't going to go up to the NFL, there will be guys that go up to the NFL, maybe a practice oh, run, yeah. but I mean, I think so. Maybe even more than that. I'm sure Marquette King will be back in the league before too long. I think if he wants, yeah, I think. If he, he wants to, be. yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, I mean, there could be guys who, you know, like we said, they form cores down here and. And I mean, yeah. making what they make, I think it was like fifty-five grand, and then a win bonus also. Yeah, like, there's a win for bonus. three months of the year. That's not bad at all. Like for yeah, most people, especially guys like Marquette who have already made their money. Like, yeah, and you I could agree. be one of the most popular it's, players in the league too. Like jersey yeah, sales, that's heck the other yeah. Thing. Like I would yeah. buy a Marquette King Battlehawks jersey. Look, I think Cardell Jones jerseys are going to be hot. Yeah. I mean, he's a, got a big a fan commodity. base just for being Cardale Jones already. Like, a right. lot of people love him. So, so yeah. Yeah, and I, I'm excited for it. So Thank it God be... nobody's trotting Zach Mettenberger out there. That is true. However, there are some quarterbacks that definitely Mettenberger might compete with a couple of them, honestly. That, that guy for L.A. got benched. Yep. Then they benched the other guy and brought him back in. What happened to the Birmingham Irons quarterback? I don't remember who it was. He got signed, right? He was really good. I can't think of his name. I don't he was remember Hispanic, who it was. Let me I don't look. remember. I'll Google it. Let's oh, was it going. Luis Perez? Yeah, it was Luis Perez. Okay. He's on a team now, I think. I thought he was on the Rams practice squad at one point. Let me look. Uh, but anyway, uh, as we're figuring that out, Nate will let us know. Yeah, he's on the Rams. He is on the Rams. Okay, yeah. perfect. Yes. So, like we said, there will be opportunities for them to jump up to the NFL. But, overall, impressed with the first week. Really quick, couple quick news pieces. Um, So, Amari Cooper could become a free agent if Dallas does not sign him. And, could you imagine Cooper going back to the Raiders? Yes. I said it last week. (laughs) Yeah. It would be so funny. Yeah, to, I agree. For the Raiders to have given, gotten a first round pick from Dallas for Cooper, then get Cooper back, that would be amazing. Especially because Dallas had the potential to do something with him, but they never did. Like, yeah, and they then, had the potential to have that be like a monumental, like here was us building towards like a big run at the Super Bowl, and then this year happened, and they looked like poop. Look, they have they have their triplets in the building. Yeah, can't let them leave. Mm-hmm. That's always been their formula, you know. So, be interesting to see where Cooper goes. Yeah. Lastly, before Speaking we of fix interesting, <laughs> the Atlanta Falcons, Taysom Hill got a first round tender from the Saints. Now, yep, this is where it gets interesting because if a team offers Hill and the Saints do not match, the Saints will pick up a first round pick. Yep. Saints are out here playing chess. Yeah, that's what I've been saying this whole time. Sean Payton isn't living in 2030. He's playing chess. He wants another first-round pick, and I can't blame him in this draft. Right. 
What do you do when you want to get something out of a guy that may not want to be there anymore? You blow smoke. Or what do you do when you want to move up in the draft, but you want somebody to fall to you? You yep, blow smoke. Smoke screen season. You call no somebody doubt. Steve Young. That's obviously not Steve Young. I mean, well, I guess I can't say that, but doesn't have the appearance to be Steve Young yet. Look, yeah, I. It, it's hard to believe that the Saints are are truly in on this guy to be the franchise quarterback, really. I might just be being a homer here, but I think they're going to let Hill walk. They're going to keep Teddy and Drew, and you'll see Teddy Bridgewater playing for the Saints as their quarterback once Drew retires. I like it. I'd be okay with that. I feel like Teddy can manage the offense well enough. And, and again, the more reps he gets in game, the better he may grow. Right. Still room for it, no doubt about it. And so, if not, if they let both of them walk, Marcus Mariota is the backup to Drew Brees. Mariota would be interesting. That would be kind of fun. Down there. I mean, he's mobile enough. He's, you know, he's what controlled. What a turn that would be. Yeah, you never know. Or Andy Dalton. We, we've, <laughs> we've seen quarterback turnarounds. Ask Ryan Tannehill. Yeah, true. You know? True. Who's got his own interesting free agency period coming up. So, yeah, that was that last bit. If New Orleans picks up a first-round pick from this, oh, my goodness. Especially a pick above 20, because I don't think they would match anything above 20. Yeah. So, something worth monitoring. Yeah. At the very least. And not so. involving the Saints in any way, shape, or form. We're going to be fixing the team that has to play them. Twice a year. Yep. Sometimes to their dismay, sometimes to their enjoyment. Yeah. And... The Atlanta Falcons just have not been the same since that Super Bowl collapse. Right. They just haven't. And, I mean, again, we, we've always talked about this. We talked about this, you know, two two pods ago, I think. We talked about, you know, look, you think you can get back. It's harder than it seems. Yeah. And here we are. Atlanta has, has kind of fallen off. I think they've gone – have they gone 7-9 and nine the last two years? I think so. They've kind of turned into that, like what the Saints used to be. Yeah, where they would go seven and nine all the time. And honestly, that is so bad because, and again, it may be hyperbole, but still, I I feel like it really hurts to be that eight and eight team all the time because a you're not making the playoffs and right. b you're not getting high draft picks. Mm-hmm. So like you're stuck in the purgatory of being that team that's you know paying guys, you know, paying their big names and not rebuilding really, trying to stay afloat, you know, with with mid with mid first round picks. Not that they can't hit, I'm just it it's hard to do. It's it makes it way harder on your team and your GM mm-hmm. and your scouts. It's not an easy path to take to no, win from the middle. It's hard. Yeah, it's hard. It usually and that's why we see these big jumps from teams. It's like, you know, you get an influx of talent, and then and then boom, you see that jump. I mean, San Francisco finally right. the last few years have been adding all that talent up in the draft, and they exploded finally. Right, and then you, you know, have they the had Browns to be down there who have been trying to do that and failing. Yes, not not everybody can do it as successfully as the Niners, right? Nope. But we could see the Dolphins as one team that could be doing that to load up and and really prosper here. But yes, let's get to the Atlanta Falcons. So something real quick. We're gonna we've tried. We're going to try and address free agency and cap management a little bit more in these, you know, deep dive fixing these teams. And I think it's an interesting part of it, obviously. And so projecting around 6.8 million in cap space for Atlanta right now, that's not a lot. It's really not. So, Nate, we got a couple ideas to kind of lessen that blow. Right. So what you got? 
So for me, and we were talking about this a little bit so we could get some different uh, ideas and different strategies, but I think I've settled since we've been talking here on A, you release two guys that free up some cap room for you. We talked about it. It's just, yeah. And and it just makes sense. It's not easy to do, especially because these guys are pretty well liked from what I know, but they just haven't played to their contract. And I'm a huge guy on having that free cap trying to restructure and make a move. And if not, if it doesn't work, at least you're going to have a draft pick. So I released Devonta Freeman and Alan Bailey, and that saved us about eight. It's pretty close to eight. Yeah. And again, that's the Devonta Freeman release. Obviously got three years left on his deal. That turns into some dead money for the next three seasons. However, I feel like at this point, it's hard because, you know, he's been – heck of a player for them right but i i think it's kind of time yeah and and it hurts to hear i for sure for atlanta fans but i think it's kind of time for him. sometimes you have to say okay do we love this guy enough to let him hold us down and not that he's purposefully holding us down guy's got to make his money and guy was signed to yes. a contract but and he earned it no doubt about that anybody that plays in the nfl does yeah. but you gotta ask do you want to win or not Right. Do you want to be in the middle of the pack? Do you want to go seven and nine? Yeah. You want to finish second in your division every year? Right. No. And the answer should be no. Right. It's it's to the point where like at this point, like, it's perfect time for them to do this. And again, I know the dead the dead money hurts a little bit. However, you're in the perfect draft right now. Right. To do this. And pick up a running back in the mid-rounds where you don't have to spend so much capital like a first-round pick on a running back. Which mm-hmm. you should never do, by the way. Nope. But You also shouldn't pay them. But, yeah, again, this is what this is what you do. You get a running back, you put him on a rookie deal, and then you you know, you know get another one. Yeah. It, it's That's just the best way to do it. And, and, again, I know there are elite backs that not everybody's going to be Saquon or Ezekiel Elliott or Christian McCaffrey. Like, they're just not. So, like, you got these guys, like, again, Devonta Freeman's probably one of them. You see David Johnson and Todd Gurley both now, you know, trying to be released or unloaded, traded somehow. The Chargers aren't going to pay Melvin Gordon. Like, there's only a few of these guys that are going to get, you know, significant money and, and to continue to watch how much it's hurting teams when they sign them. Mm-hmm. Especially with, again, quarterback prices keep going up, wide receiver prices going everything's going up. And again, I know the cap's going up, but still, when you see what the kind of deal Mahomes is going to get, the next great quarterback that comes along is going to want that money. And then it's just, you know. So again, it's it's tough, but I think it's time for Atlanta to make this happen. Yeah, I think so. And so I was just looking at kind of something we were talking about, and this makes signing and filling a hole in Austin Hooper at your tight end spot, one of your yeah. best players on the team, and... In a league that's starting to you need a good tight end anymore, letting him walk just feels like a big mistake to me. And I know I read something on the Falcoholic about this, so I'm not just screwing them on purpose. But right. I, I did see um, not too long ago, we were saying that it's at least 10, but I did a little research in the time since then. They're saying upwards of 13. 13? And <sighs> it's hard. But when you think about it, you don't have that much free cap space anyway. So you might as well pay a young emerging tight end. He's 25. 
I'm yeah. saying you give him 13 and you keep him and just let that mill in cap space float for now. Maybe tag it on to somebody, but for now that's the plan and we'll address the rest of it through the draft. Yeah, I it's hard because I feel like 13 is a lot. However, you can make certain moves Again, the, the the Falcons have a club option for yeah. you know two point three million on Matt Schaub to be the backup. Mm-hmm. Do you need him as the backup? No, I don't think so. I don't think you're in that time frame where you need to necessarily like have a super solid backup because that's not going to win you a Super Bowl right now. The way your roster is, look, it's great to have a backup to be able to come in and get wins. Right now, I feel like again, is Kurt Benkert really good no however you keep a younger guy in there i mean there's a chance again you have guys like teddy bridgewater you know comes in not everybody's teddy bridgewater yeah but there are plenty of backups you can maybe go out and find perhaps to pay potentially less than Schaub to come in and you know be a backup and you know handle an offensive matt ryan gets hurt matt ryan's been one of the more healthy quarterbacks in the league right also so that's another thing to you know Knock on wood. Yeah, knock on wood. But So, yeah, and I think before we start the mock, two other notes on Atlanta. Alex Mack and Keanu Neal, both free agents after 2020. Right. Something to monitor there. Mack, his contract is huge, too. It is a big contract, and I feel like he's got to be in his 30s, isn't he? He's 34. 34. So, he's not coming back after... 2020 and obviously now we're going to get into that in the mock probably yeah so again that's another one that's going to be offloaded by next year and you're going to have some more room to to, you know maneuver and make things happen so this is where you know you could potentially backload a contract for a guy like austin hooper right and if you were to cut match wob you'd be back up to about three mil in free agency even signing hooper for 13 Right. So, I mean, there's some flexibility here, depending if you've got an owner and a GM that can wheel and deal. Yeah, I, I think there's room to certainly make things happen for these guys. And so, I'm still stuck on that Ty Sembrello contract. Yeah, that's an interesting one. That may be one that... I honestly be... might even do that out. There's two years, so dead money, but... Yeah, it, I mean, it's again... It's almost is it nice to have, six million. Is it nice to have, you know, offensive line, you know, help? Absolutely. And have depth. But, like, McGarry's your guy. There's potential to get some versatile players later in the draft. Right. Even a guy that can play center, guard, and tackle. Yeah, he's already... he's. I'm, like, already, like, paying attention to where he's at on the board here to make (laughs) a run at him because I feel like you know and I know who it is. Yeah. So, yeah, there's, again, versatile players you can come in and... So let's let's put that on the... Let's put that on record. Yeah. Tyson Brelo, out of there. Okay, so then at that point... So we're bringing back Hooper. That's our... We're bringing back Hooper and we're back. And that brings us to $6.8 in cap space, too. Okay. You put put the signing of Hooper? Okay. Yes. Yeah, Yeah, and again, that'll open up a little bit more next year. Right. You know, Alex Mack off. Potentially Keanu Neal's not coming back. You know, there's certain things you can do with that. And again, another thing, Tack McKinley, they're going to have to decide if they're going to pick up year five. Mm-hmm. It's another guy, potentially, you don't have to pick up. He's on a start. $3.25 million contract, too, right now. Yeah, they won't cut him, but 
Have they seen enough to show that they're willing to right. that option? I don't think so. And so we'll get to that in our right. in our mock. So yeah, I think that's I feel like that's a pretty good start, Nate. I feel like we've done pretty well. We've got the guy back we would like to have. Mm-hmm. Letting Vic Beasley walk makes all the sense in the world. He hasn't proven anything since that fifteen sack season, which I think was year two for him. So yeah, so let's move on here. Let's get into a little mock draft for the Falcons. As we now have Austin Hooper on the roster. Right, so that's very which helpful. Which alleviates a, a big need for them. And a hard need to fill. That's really yeah. important, too. This draft is just not one... There is a late-round guy, and I think we'll talk about this more when we do positional previews. Yeah, probably. Leading up to the draft. I think there's a couple guys you can look at later. One especially that I, I like... A lot that people are starting to get, you know, get he could be really to. fun. I know who you're talking about. He could be really fun playing with Matt Ryan. Who you think I'm talking? Wait, I don't think you think. Oh, probably is. not. I'm talking about you, a mid round guy, not a late round. Are guy. you talking about Sullivan? No. Are you talking about Breland? No. Oh. Interesting. I thought Breland would be well. Anyway, okay. Let's get into this mock because we could we could get into tight ends <laughs> quite a bit. <laughs> All right, Nate, have you started the TDN mock draft machine? Yeah. Great tool, by the way. I'm at 16 already. Okay, so am I. So, Nate, are we doing the same thing here, yes or no? Maybe. Probably. Yeah, probably. I think so because, one, again, when I'm thinking about needs, I'm not completely thinking about tackle really as a need. Right. I'm more thinking about versatile O-lineman as a need. And oh, so, interesting. We're not doing the same thing. Well, did someone fall to you? Um, no, not really. Oh, okay. Just a different strategy. Because, I mean, there's... Mm, I feel like I got two seconds. Lana's got two seconds. Hmm. Do I want to let... No. I'm... All right. We'll start. Here we go. So, Falcons have... A first-round pick, two seconds. A third, a fourth, yeah. a fifth, and a, a plethora seven? of picks. So they got seven picks. That's plenty. What's really nice is they got two second-round picks. Right. That'll help a lot. I'm going to go Caleb on Chase on in the first. Oh, okay. I just think that he is just excellent. I feel like coming into the season, and I think it was a fair assessment, and now is it a fair assessment? No. I think he was very much a speed rusher who won around the edge and could win inside move, which is a great, just great to have in the toolbox. Right. And I thought he moved well in space. Two things, two things I, yeah, two things I loved about his game. And I thought, okay, this guy's got potential. He's coming off injury. It may take a little bit for him to get up to speed. Boys, he gotten up to speed. He's a good run right. defender. Really yeah. good run defender. And so, and he's added stuff to the toolbox as a pass rusher. I'm excited. His first step impressive so this is a guy where it's not a pure speed rusher like mckinley and beasley were coming out of college mm-hmm. you're getting the full package here and again and i know it may come down to preference and dan quinn may like the longer guy in epinesa i like chase on better that's exactly what i so, was thinking actually is there's a lot of people that'll say oh this is just another vic beasley it's not People, you need to watch the tape on him because he's nope. got a way bigger arsenal of moves, first of all. And I I think it's, even if it were just another Vic Beasley, 
why not take the chance on it considering the fact that, A, he's got a good reputation, and B, he's younger, he's got more time to develop, and honestly, if Vic Beasley had pulled it all together, we might be having a different story when you say, oh, he's another Vic Beasley. You could have been like, oh, he's another Vic Beasley. Like, that's good. Like, could have been. Here's the deal, folks, and again, I I liked the draft back then, and, you know, I liked Vic Beasley, but again, I didn't scout him to know anything. I just liked him. But something Vic Beasley was, he was a good athlete. Mm-hmm. That's it. Um, he just won with his athleticism. That's just never going to cut it. You have to be you, – you, it's not happening at the NFL. You could win in the college level mm-hmm. with your athleticism. Great. Maybe 30 years ago you could have won athleticism in the NFL. Yeah. These tackles, it's a different breed in the NFL. Yep. These guys are quick. They're strong. It's tough. So you've got to have a lot in the toolbox. You've got to be able to be a three-down defender and chase on that. Yep. So I like him. So what do you got, Nate? I'm going a different way. I'm taking a cornerback. Yeah, see, th- I, I thought about it. I, I just, took Christian Fulton for what okay. it's worth. Okay. He wasn't there for me. Well, then that changes things. It's also kind of a preference thing, I think. Like, he, I think oh, I like nice. the edge class more than I like the corner class. So That's I'm addressing that first and i already know who i'm taking here in a second i'm really hoping that there's a certain guy here at corner who can get to me in a second actually there's quite a few guys still on the board here as we get to the end of the first see that's the thing i'm looking at the edge class and i see six guys in a row right here that i would i get it pretty okay with dang it gosh dang it that would have been a real nice look so you go first Here's the thing. I'm going to be super high in Gladney. He's never going to make it here. He didn't. I was upset. Right. So Atlanta's got 47 and 55. Nate, if you know what you're doing, by all means, go for it. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah, I think it's pretty safe to say I do. I did want to do one last look over, but I, I do, actually. I'm taking Terrell Lewis to yeah, fill that, that need be, at the edge. Man, he did not make it there. <laughs> Uh, drafting an LSU and an Alabama guy in the first and second. So, I mean, that's a good look. <laughs> yeah. The I'll only like red it. flag there he did, didn't he hurt his ACL back in 18? Isn't that one thing that people, he's super long. It's, it's going to be but medicals. But his durability is like kind of questionable. It's going to be medicals for him big time. Right. That's what I so, thought because he had the elbow thing and then an ACL injury from what I remember. Yeah. yeah. But otherwise, I mean, He's got a pretty good first step. He's long, uh, pass rush, work in progress, but he can be competitive, and I like him here in the second more than worth it at 6'5", probably about 250, maybe a little bigger than that. Yeah, I, I like the pick. I, I'm a big fan of Terrell Lewis. Like you said, length, big mm-hmm. deal. He, he's he got the strength, that long arm that he can win on the edge with. And, yeah, I, I like that pick. I'm going to go corner here. Flip flop, yeah. We kind of flip flopped. I'm going AJ Terrell from Clemson. Okay. Because I believe the potential's there for him to be a very good man cover corner, and he can play off. I think his recognition's good. And again, there's just stuff to iron out with his game. And again, did he get exposed in the in the national championship game? I mean, Jamar Chase might become. Like one of the elite receivers in the NFL. 
Mm-hmm. So are you going to get burnt by him? Sure. Is there stuff to iron out? Sure. I still think the potential's there, and I kind of like him more than anybody else. I've kind of fallen off a little bit when it comes to Trayvon Diggs. I think he's another guy that's a lot of potential, but a work in progress. So I went A.J. Ter- Terrell with cool. 47. So then 55. we're on to the third round. We are. Oh, dang. Actually, the guy that I was thinking about taking in the second round, mm. but he doesn't justify a second-round pick for me at no. the moment. This is interesting. So, what uh, you have to be thinking offensive line. I you could think go so. interior defensive line if you didn't already. You could, yes. Or you could go running back. See, I'm probably holding off on running back. Depends on who's left for me. I mean, there's obviously really talented guys here at 55. Right. However... I think there are a few guys later that I like enough to yeah, yeah it's potentially hold off. And again, there's it, there's a chance for double dipping in. But so that's this is tough. This is a tough spot because I feel as though man, interior line. But this guy's falling down boards. And I don't know why, but he's really good. Oh, I'm losing my mind here. Never mind. This is I don't know tough. what I just did to myself. Did you pick someone? No, 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 no. I was just thinking something that's completely not true. Anyway, I'm going to make an impulse judgment here, and we're just going to shoot it to the moon because it sounds like fun. I swear, if you're thinking the same thing, it'll be interesting. Because um, I have a guy I think I'm taking, but it's just not in a good spot, and I don't. There's not anyone other than this that I really am dying to Gosh. pick here, so I'm drafting Jonathan Taylor. Yeah, see, that becomes an interesting discussion. You're too slow. We're going to have to like speed right. you up. Can Here's we put you on like, no, I'm good. Speed? I'm good. So you took Jonathan Taylor. You're good. I'm taking Lucky. No, no, I'm taking Lucky Fotu. Oh, okay. From Utah. Interior D-line. That's where I'm going. It's tough because I feel like the interior line as this thing's moving, Nate. There just right. isn't a center I love. I don't love Nick Harris in round two. That's what I'm saying. At That's, all. That was what was kind of tough. I looked at the board left and Jonathan Taylor's sitting there and the next person that I might have taken was Josh Jones. Let's go. I know what so. I'm doing. So we're Let's at pick go. 78 in the third round. Yes, we are. And you know what you're doing, so I'm going to let you I I do. I think this is the right decision as far as just where need is at, what we've addressed so far. (laughs) I'm going to go Tyler Beatish from Wisconsin here. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Um, Obviously, he can play center, can play guard. That's good versatility. I think, you know, potentially a guy that... Again, it's it's weird to say a third round pick might sit the whole year. However, right, Alex Max there now. Again, we've said he can play guard. That makes it interesting. Where you know guys like James Carpenter, Chris Lindstrom are their guards right now. If one gets hurt, that's a fill in. I just think he's the long term starter at center. So that's where I'm going. Okay. So that's what I'm uh, gonna do. 
that makes things very interesting for me here. Um, so I'm working to pick fourth round, and I really like what I see at this position. Who did you take with the pick before this one? I took Lucky Fotu. <laughs> I'm taking him now. That works. So that makes sense. There wasn't a whole lot that I liked, and I already picked an edge. There were a couple yeah. edge players left, but... Don't give them to me. Don't you. Be then better. we're going to move... When's their next pick? 109, 109. right? In the Dang fourth. it. Oh. Dang it. That was that would have been really nice. In the fourth. I was, I was literally two picks from getting Zach Moss. Oh, really? That oh. would have been nice at 109. Hmm. So let's see. We have four, five, and seven left. So there's three picks left. Yeah. One of them has to be this guy. Personally, my thoughts. Potent well, one's got to be running back. I'm going running back here and... Eno Benjamin, probably, right? Wait. I don't think I'm going to take Benjamin, actually. Oh, okay. So who? Here's what I'm going to... Yeah. Ah. I do think I'm going go. to take him. Actually. Mm, what a homer. Actually, I don't think I am, actually. Let me check one thing. What a yeah, non-homer. No, I'm not, I'm not taking him. I'm taking We're... Michael P. Ryan. Oh, okay. That from Florida. Sense. I like him just a little bit more, I think. I, I, I like Vaughn's speed and open space. Again, Vaughn's a great zone, zone running back. I think he'd fit well in Atlanta. However, I just don't know about receiving for him. Pirine's a tough runner. He's got some speed, and I know he can catch the football. That's what I'm doing. Get him on track. Okay. I like that. Okay. Well, okay. I'm going to address a need that I haven't addressed yet, and that's in the tackle spot. You're going tackle. And I'm going to take Jack Driscoll. Jack Driscoll. Good mover. Yeah. Good feet. That's Good what we feet. like. Good feet. I like that. I think that's smart. He, and we're on he might follow me. <laughs> he might follow me. He did. Oh, wow. That's really? awesome. He Dang. did. Yep. The predictive board is really odd. However, I won't take him just because we've kind of... I know you took foe two after I did. That's fine. I'm going to avoid that. And so, That was just as a... However, fell to me. tackle so. being a need is interesting. Yeah. Because, I mean, Matthews is there till 2024. And they just drafted McGarry. Not a huge Matthews fan. I understand that. However, he's under... It's just the dead money would be astronomical. Oh, yeah. But, so, I mean, that doesn't mean he's not going to see the field at all. Oh, I know. But especially if we just cut our back up. Oh, I know. Which we did. We did. So... Stack them up, stack them up, like a body on the floor. Ooh. Okay. So, here's what I'm doing. This will be fun. This will be good, folks. People will like this pick. Um, so, getting someone in. Keanu Neal is free agent after the season. Yes. Don't think that he is going to... Resign there personally. Are you gonna take a Lohi Gilman? No, sir. I am going to take Jeremy Chin. Oh, from, from Southern, Southern Illinois. 6'3, 219. 
has range, can play on the back end, but also can play up at 219. I don't think he's he's not there on my board anymore. Really? Yeah, he's gone. I just I like that idea. I thought about Terrell Burgess. I was gonna say I didn't think who you were can take fucking play game. the slot. <laughs> yeah, I there were a couple guys. I yeah, I like Jeremy Chin here. That's what I'm gonna do. Well, oh, for me, this became really tough. Are you there's at one thirty nine? Yeah, there's no one left on this board really that I am a huge fan of. I think there's one guy at tackle I considered. Um, just remember now this it's it's a long. It's not Charlie Heck, is it? No, it was Ezra Cleveland. Oh yeah, he's still there for me. Yeah, I thought about that. Man, this became very tough in the fifth round for these positions that I have left. It's linebacker, interior on the offensive line, and safety that I want to address. Yeah. And then that. obviously you could have gone tight end, but I re-signed Hooper. So yes, I think I think we collectively decided we're re-signing Hooper, and that's yeah. why I decided to cut that out. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so yeah, what do you? It's one thirty nine, right? Yeah, it's one thirty nine in the fifth. Yeah, you better get who you want because you got to wait till pick two oh five. Yeah, this is tough. You know what? There's somebody left on here that I watched recently, and I am comfortable in this spot. I think he's got some upside. So it's either him or him. Let's see if you can guess who it is. It's a safety. So you're talking about a safety with upside? Yeah. At 139. That hurts because I'm so far down, I don't know. <laughs> All right. So what? can you give me the, the type of safety we're talking about here? Define type. Like where where he's most effective, um, you know, um, just a just a baby hint. You can. I'll give tell you that he's not quite the athletic, and that he was a transfer to this school. He was a transfer. Alohi Gilman wasn't a transfer, was he? Yeah, he was. That's who you're taking. Yes. Okay. Interesting. I liked what he did at Navy, and then he earned himself a place at Notre Dame. And honestly, the athleticism isn't quite there. It's solid athletic ability, but it doesn't quite pass that eye test. But he does look the part to play an effective safety. And in the fifth round, I like that kind of athleticism as an upside, so that's good with me. Okay. See, preferably at that spot. if I I probably would have traded out of that pick. So, effectively there... If I didn't have Chin available, probably both Utah guys would have been on my radar at the top of the board. Yeah. Safety. I like Blackman and Burgess. I feel like Blackman's being slept on, as is Burgess, who can probably Burgess is from Utah, right? So is Blackman. Okay. Yeah, so I think both can both can be effective players. Um, okay. So now we're at 205. So we're, we're 209, and... I am either deciding to get a versatile alignment, yes, he made it, to this spot, mm. or I'm double-dipping at a position. Hmm. So, yeah, we got that. God, there's just no one I just really left feel that like... I absolutely love here. Oh, I do. 
I mean, I could definitely go third receiver. I guess for round seven, there's some people left that I like. I it, it, for a third receiver, if I went third receiver here, oh my goodness, there are plenty. Just a boy, Quintez Cephas is one. Austin Mack. Chase Claypool is still there, too, for me. Really? Dang. Yeah, Jawan Jennings is, too. Whoa. Yeah. That's, that's what I'm kind of thinking about third receiver. Yeah, see, I mean, that's worth it. Okay, if it so here's falls a... like that for a freaking seventh-round pick, heck yeah. Okay. I feel like a whole rebuild is going on on the edge, so I'm going to finish that off. I really think, at this point at least, Kendall Coleman is worth a look here. Um, out of Syracuse, I think the athleticism is there. He can dip. He's flashed as a rusher. He's not, I mean, he's not like wicked quick like we're talking about Fulton. Mm-hmm. But I, I really think there's potential here. We're in the seventh round, so that's, I mean... That's all you're betting on, is you're betting on athletes with potential at this point. I thought about Calvin Throckmorton, who can play pretty much everywhere on an offensive line. But alas, I decided against it. Nate, finish us off. It's so strange to me. I was just looking at who's left, and Michael Divinity Jr. from LSU was listed as an edge. And he's had him not left? really an edge. What the heck? He played you a lot of outside left? linebacker. Yeah. Hmm. And honestly, for a team that... Yeah, you could use an outside linebacker here and there, especially as a backup, get some fresh legs in there. That's not a terrible look. I mean, if he's got some speed and athleticism, I haven't fully studied him yet, but has he got that speed eh. athleticism type of thing, or is he more of a eh. – is he more that Sam type of linebacker near line of scrimmage physical? To me, he is a linebacker that is going to do what you ask for him in a scheme. He doesn't do a whole lot of use on his arms, but he's athletic, so he probably could. But right now, you know that old saying, he plays like he's got his arms cut off? Yes. That's him. It comes right into his So chest. potential will line. Okay. I'll have to look at him. So it, he's a fun him, watch because but... he can work as a strong side linebacker in OLB. He can run in 3-4. So it's kind of interesting. But he's not somebody that I'm really considering here. Maybe the seventh round pick, not terrible. But Chase Claypool, Jawan Jennings are still on my board. Kalijah Lipscomb, Quintez Cephas. So we're going to go ahead and take another wide receiver here, I just think, to wrap it all up. I think off. it's worth it. Yeah. And I'm just caught between those three, honestly, right now. I haven't watched a lot of tape on Quintez Cephas. Okay, so Ridley and Julio. Was he the guy that had some off-field stuff? Yes, he's definitely had off-field stuff. But that wasn't this year, right? It was not this year. It was the previous year. Um, I think they were dropped – a lot of talent. And Great that's one adjust- of those things. Good hands, I'm a big adjust- MPJ fan. A lot of talent. Wasted in a run offense. Right. As, as someone who has honestly studied a ton of the receiver position over anything else so far, I can definitely tell you of the three that are there that you're considering. Right. Claypool would be a red zone guy, but I think you have Julio. You have and that. You, and yeah. you have Hooper right. that you brought back. So yeah, We're going with I don't- Cephas. Okay. I think Jennings would have been interesting, but I feel eh, I, I feel like Cephas is. A I little wasn't more fun. that impressed with better Jennings, hands. You know, it's kind of one of those. I don't things. think I was either. I think he's a project. I think Cephas is good. Like I said, good hands, adjust to the ball well. Yeah, I think yeah. he's a great, a great pick at this point. So there's our third wide receiver. So there's your third wide receiver. So fun, fun. 
Well, we're done. Done. We are done. So, real quick, Nate, let's run through our teams. All right. And then we'll get to a couple questions. All right. So, here's how I work. All right. 16 overall in the first round, I went Caleb on Chase on. Um, Two second round picks. The first one, I went AJ Terrell. And then I went Lucky Fotu. Third round, Tyler Biadish. Uh, Fourth round, LaMichael Pirine. Fifth round, Jeremy Chin. And seventh, Kendall Coleman. All right. So at 16, I picked Christian Fulton. 47 in that second round. First pick, Terrell Lewis. The second pick in the second round, Jonathan Taylor. Lecky Fotu in the third. Then we jump to 109, Jack Driscoll. After that, Alohi Gilman and Quintez Cephas in the seventh rounds it off. I like it. I like it. So let us know, Falcons fans. Thanks, Alex Gilstrap, for recommending the, the Falcons bomb. to fix. Hopefully you listen and you let us know who did better um, for your team. Now, free agency was a collective effort. So Yeah, we went together on that one. You're welcome for getting Austin Hooper back to town. Yeah. Um, you should be happy because as a Saints yeah. fan, I'm not. Because here's the deal. Atlanta, real quick before we get to questions. Like the tight end class next year is ridiculous. So if you let him walk and you find a cheap guy, then that may be the move. However, we've talked about how he's grown. He's 25. Yeah. I mean, man, that's I'm pretty young. sure. It's established. I like it's either twenty four or twenty five. I like the idea of keeping him at this point, anyway. Maybe next year we'll have a different conversation. But right, and who it knows? doesn't have to be a long contract. But right, and again, as we go through this, free agency will tell us a lot about what is going to happen, and we can revisit the Falcons maybe, mm-hmm. um, potentially. So I think after free agency, we kind of have to revisit a lot of teams. I mean, we'll yeah, be doing three shows to. a week, so we'll have time. Yes. I, I've always thought we could do like the super the, like the division mocks. Yeah, that'd Holy be really crap. fun. That'd be it'd really be a longer fun. show, but if well, that's something you'd like for us to do, tell us. Yeah, you let us know. Let us know. Just tell us. So tell us what you want to hear. Tell us what what do what do you want? Yes. Okay. So few questions. Um, I'll I'll keep the other questions down for the next one since we have a few of them. But okay. I kept a couple on here. Um, so first, love food questions. So please send us food questions, obviously. Yes. Rank these best to worst. Dr. Pepper, Cherry Coke, Cherry Pepsi, oh. and Code Red Mountain Dew. Oh, God. This is hard. Why not ask me to pick my favorite child? That's always easier. I don't I have one, like. but, you know. I feel like when we're older, that's going to be easier. That's true. Do. I probably will have a favorite child. I definitely will. Whoever watches football with me the most <laughs> is going to be the favorite. <laughs> okay, Let's so what honest. if one, one child watches football with you the most and the other child plays football, but the other one doesn't? Doesn't see? watch but plays? Right, yeah. Ooh. Yeah, see? But if you played, why wouldn't you watch? Well, this is just a hypothetical. It's a weird hypothetical. But it's a, um, it's a tough one. That's the point. Mm. I feel like I'm bonding more with, you know, quality time watching than playing. Unless I'm coaching, then it's mm. a different story, you know? Fair. Fair. Love them. No, I love them all Why equally. Why would you just, be coaching? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I love them all equally, just not at the same time. Right, exactly. It depends on great, the day to day. Great thing. line from a TV show. Anyway, I'm a fan. this is difficult. Um, I'm going Dr. Pepper 1. Okay. Ugh. 
Code Red's four. Oh. Oh, man. And then, honestly, boy, this is... I feel like I have Cherry Coke more often, but I think Cherry Pepsi's better. So I'm going Dr. Pepper, Cherry Pepsi, Cherry Coke, Code Red. Okay, these are going to be very different then. Um, So we need to distinctify a few things because this is the part of the podcast that I really excel at. So I need to be specific for the people that only come for this. (laughs) Look, I've just – Mountain Dew has just really just fallen off for me. As I've gotten older, and that's all I that that's all I've got to say. Look, orange vanilla Coke's better. <laughs> Do they still make that? Yeah, uh, I didn't know that. Heck yeah, I've got. I remember when we like in my fridge tons of that. Oh, it's still so good. Anyway, so I need to ask a few clarification questions. Okay. Okay, how am I getting these? From a can, from a soda machine. Um, is the cherry coke with cherry syrup, or is it like cherry coke? No, it's like the cherry coke. It's you don't oh. get to put grenadine in it. Oh, but that is cherry coke. That's way better cherry coke. If that was the stipulation, then, okay, then hold the phone. I'm just okay, saying so, these are coming in. Whatever you'd like, you can make it bottles. You can make it cans. Okay. I still think Dr Pepper's one, even if it's bottle or can. We're going with bottles for me. Dr. Pepper has won. Yeah, see? Um, this is tough. It's hard after that one. Cherry. Oh. Uh, okay. One, Dr. Pepper. Okay. Two is in a can or in a bottle. We're going with Cherry Pepsi. Yep. My Three man. is code red and four is cherry coke okay cherry coke goes I, from four to one if it's grenadine yeah that's oh that's a given and then it would because be it's dr pepper cherry pepsi code red yeah because i don't even like code red that much but i do not like cherry coke in a bottle because okay. i know well yeah because you've is. had it better and you yeah. i've had it way better yeah look that's like that's again that's like saying, you know, you come back, you go to Italy for gelato, and you come back and eat ice cream. It's like you're never the same again. Tough flex. So. <laughs> Why are you flexing true. on me? It's true. National traveler. <laughs> it is true, though. So let's get that out the way. Okay. <laughs> great. We ranked those. Good stuff. We want more food questions. They're great. This one um, should be really easy. Should anyone take a running back in the first round? No. Oh, I was going to just... <laughs> I was going to say, Nate, three, two, one, and then we <laughs> oh. Well, we can still do that. Let's look, go. We try. Three, two, one. No. No. So that's a big no for me. Don't pay your running backs and I don't just... spend your first round picks on a running back. <laughs> so are you giving the Raiders a pass for taking Jacobs in the first last year? Yes. Because they had three first round picks? Yes. So in theory, you would give and the Dolphins. And they needed one. Okay. So you would give the Dolphins a pass for taking one at like 26? <sighs> that's barely a first round pick well, so it's potential yeah, that's what i'm saying though because it depends on the running back there's not very many that i would grade as a first rounder oh, i don't think i'm gonna grade any as a first this year well yeah not this year but like in general like however I mean, there will be some sure. twos there will be quite a few twos i'm perfectly cool with a two or a three perfect i just don't like it because i feel like the dolphins 
could go, like I said, quarterback, edge, tackle. Right. And that's like three positions you need to have. Yeah, so, and you can always either sign a running back or, or corner, you can draft like one later, or corner. Yeah, I just don't like it. I feel like we've like seen said, so we both... many running backs slot into an offense that has a good everything else, and then they're yes. really good. Look, you just need to know what type of running back you're getting. You run right. zone, get a zone running back who understands, right. you know, cutbacks, getting in gaps. Good, good vision conquers all. Really, I do have one question for you. Okay, y'all need a running back. It's a great, great reference. If you don't know it that had reference, to be said at least once. Yikes! Go folks. watch the longest yard, you freaking moron. So, just kidding. I love you. Thanks there for you listening. Go. Anyway, I'm only harsh because I'm like a dad. Yeah, like a dad. This one could be more fun. Okay, is there a case for Tristan Wirfs to be the top tackle in the class? Wolf. Um. Like I said, final film evaluations are not done, but I don't think so because Jedrick Wills is tackle yeah. one. Yeah, he's my it's tackle just the, two. It's just he's my tackle two right now. Worfs is. Yeah. Okay. I just and he I, slots it, in just a if, little bit behind Wills. If, They're both first round grades. If he if he were to play guard, mm. he is easily the top guard. Yeah, yeah, I would agree, folks. But there's I don't... no one at the guard spot that I think would even pale to compare to him. Like... No, because I feel as though it just depends on where you play some guys. Like I think Ruiz and Cushenberry are playing center. Yeah. So then, Muti is that the next guard? Yeah. Potentially, and he's yeah. had injury concerns. I li- I like him a lot, but injury concerns. So if he moves into guard, like we're talking about, he's like, also not got a whole right. lot of length to him. That's that's I think that's partially why, and I think, yeah, I think that that could be an issue. So I think I don't There's know. We'll state. see where he finishes for me after testing and all that stuff. So yeah, I'm gonna have to go back through them all again. But worse, yeah, I'm excited to go one back. Guard, though. he's my two tackle. Yeah. Okay. If Jedrick Wills hadn't shown me what he's shown me, yeah, see, then yeah, just Wills would still be my one. He was at one point good. Heading into this year, Wirfs was the one that I was excited to watch. I feel as though I feel as though I think Wirfs will be two or three tackle for me, and I think you're gonna put Becton above him potentially because Wirfs, Thomas, and Becton are all really close for me, and yes. then after that, it I drops still off. think Thomas. There is a drop off. There is there and it is gets, one it Jedrick gets, Wills two three four right. Then it, then it gets really interesting. Josh Jones is not bad. No, I think he's solid. Austin Jackson's another one. Austin Jackson, I struggle with. I've been okay with his tape. I haven't loved it's, it. It's raw. he's got good athleticism, but yes. his balance just looks bad. Balance, hand placement, technique. Needs but it's some six work. six three. 300 plus yeah your i, I is get be a little goofy however if trey adams medicals check out boy you may want to hand me that dude yeah that dude's powerful but well that that's the last question and we're at that an was. hour so we're at an hour so that's show it happens kicking butt i think it's, it's a good hour we're having yeah. it's a fun that's hour. a good hour especially for falcons fans for 40 yeah. minutes of this you're, you're enjoying it you're welcome so Yes, so that's our show this week. Uh, this 
time, not this week. Hopefully three this week, actually. I guess the other one came out today, so we'll see. Could be four, technically. Oh, really? Um, yeah. Anyway. Huh. But, yes, yeah, so be sure to follow NFL Mox throughout draft season. Do it. Nate and I are both doing a ton of stuff during draft season. Do uh, it. If you know what it is, then, you know, you've listened to the pods before. If not, listen to another episode. We won't yeah. spoil it. There you go. Follow Nate at NateJW Sports. Follow me at Jake NFL Draft, both obviously on Twitter. Enjoy this draft season with us. Come hang out three times a week on the pod. And uh, we will catch you guys in the next one. Also, one-year anniversary of the Birmingham Iron shutting out the Memphis Express in their first game. Rest in peace. Much love. Birmingham we Iron don't matter anymore, so too we bad. Miss we miss you a lot. Birmingham don't matter. All right. We miss you a lot. Take it easy, folks. We'll see you guys next one. Peace out. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Mini Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.